Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spirit School. I'm very, very excited to invite my new mediumship friend, Tina Conroy. She is an amazing phenomenal female, very empowered, has her own amazing podcast called the Intuitive Woman Podcast, has an amazing community on Facebook called the Intuitive Woman, um, very active. And I find it fascinating when there's a Facebook group that is active and engaged and you have a very active and engaged group and that's kudos to you. And that's a testament of like the energy you bring to your work. So I love watching you thrive. Um, I just always like to tell people how I find my people uh, me and Tina met in a in like a mediumship development group, a mastery group. And she was somebody that I was connected to right away. Like the second I felt into her energy, I'm like messaging her. I'm like, hey, we need to be friends. I love your energy. Um, I was graced to be on your podcast last month and I asked you to come onto mine. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today, Tina. And I'll just ask you to kind of introduce yourself a little bit to the Spirit School listeners. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. It's absolutely a pleasure to spend time with you. And I really know that we met for a reason and it's been such a wonderful, wonderful journey as we grow and develop even deeper. So a little bit of me, let's see, I, I don't know where to begin. So I, as a child, we can kind of go back there. So as a child, I, if we're going to talk intuitively, mm -hmm. um, as a child, I was brought up Roman Catholic and I went to Catholic school most of my life. And I wasn't overly religious though. So you would think I was. And back then I didn't know what intuition was. I didn't know what psychic was. I didn't know what a mediumship was, none of that. And I did have some unusual dreams that I was always afraid. And I think we've shared that you and I before Danielle on that. I never saw spirit, but I felt spirit and I felt all these things and the feels and my dreams are very prophetic. And then that sort of went away and I went away to high school and college. So really I was a young mom at 29. I had two children by 29 and I found myself really searching for who am I? I'm a young mom at 29 with two kids and my journey into this world was yoga. That's the truth. It was yoga. I found yoga for me. I found the practice for myself. I absolutely love that because yoga is something I'm super attracted to, but I have so many mental barriers and so many stories I continually have to myself that I can't do it. You know, my weight, my, I'm a double, triple H chest. Like I can't do half, I can't even lay on the ground in Cobra. You know what I mean? Um, but I love, love, love hearing that. So I have a lot of questions about being a mom and being a medium. So I personally find it's like a real balancing act being a medium and being a mom, just even just the time, the time to like sit and devote the time to actually schedule readings. Now my kids are three and six right now. So when did the mediumship come and how did you navigate that with such young kids? Well, first of all, kudos to you because I don't think I could do it. Honestly, my children are much older. They're actually young adults. So I have 25 and 22 at oh, this wow. time. Yeah. So again, really young mom and I'm dating myself how old I am. So <laughs> I am. So when I first started, I was not doing mediumship. I started yoga, turned to Reiki, Reiki opened up all the intuitive abilities. And so once I claimed the mediumship, it is still a balance because even though I have older children, it's really a balance in my life. So I would say it's not so much for me, the little kids and the activities and so forth. It's the balance of my, I'm going to say real life and 
mediumship life because that's when I'm finding that is a struggle and not in a bad way. It's just finding, I don't think there's anything in balance. I'll be honest. I don't think this whole balance thing, I think it's overrated, but the priority of it, because finding the time to do it, uh, book the readings and see people um, also then step into my real life and be a person and do things and, you know, all of that. That's what I'm finding now to be always a back and forth, a push pull, a push pull. Yeah, definitely. I know I've had like lots of readings myself from people and it always comes up that I have intuitive abilities. It did for decades before I even tapped into my mediumship abilities, but they always said, you can do readings when your kids get older. You can do readings when your kids get older. I kept hearing that and it was my, my soul and my, my stubborn self was like, no, like, why do I have to wait? Like, why can't I try to like, cause I, I get so much joy from serving spirit in this way. So much joy from doing readings. Um, it's also trial and tribulations, as we know, too. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. But one thing I've noticed um, a teaching within this myself is I have so much compassion for my sitters. And sometimes it's a reminder to myself to extend the same compassion to my kids because the kids really trigger you, <laughs> right? The, they, they really trigger you in a lot of ways. And I think it's kind of neat having the spiritual practice at the same time because I'm very aware, like, okay, why am I not showing my children the same compassion I just so showed my client a couple hours ago? Um, and in that way, I find them to be like a teacher to me throughout this process as well. I completely agree. And you know, the, they always say this and I never believed it. I have to tell you, it's, you know, little children, little problems, big children, big problems. And mm -hmm. it's completely different. It doesn't go away. Once you have children, you have children for life. So right now my daughter graduated college and she lives with us and she's, you know, just starting out with her job. My son just moved out, but close, you know, nearby it's still, it's still a mirror. So I love what you said about that because I do feel that as I serve spirit this way and I show up and I keep showing up. And just like you said, it's not always easy. I do find the messages in the mirroring. So I can be so compassionate for my sitters and uh, feel into different things. And I also do energy work a lot with the Reiki and so help them along their path. And then I see that this same situation is coming up with my daughter who maybe uncomfortable or finding a new job or anxious or so it's it's constantly a mirror it's constantly mm -hmm. a mirror for me to see what's going on there because we show up to spirit and what's going on in your everyday life with your loved ones you know here yeah. on earth yeah, very, very true. And I also heard another rumor, which does not excite me about older kids, is that you actually sleep less when they're teenagers. And I'm like, good Lord, because I am not sleeping now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I will say, you know, once it's, it's sort of like you never think they're going to go, they're going to crawl, then they're never going to walk, they're never going to run, and then they're never going to drive. And once they start driving, I have to use all my symbols, all my prayers, call on my angels. You know, it's, there's always that mother thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just always knowing that, you know, they're, they're, they're going on, they have their life and they're, they're in transportation and they, you know, taking planes now and doing all this stuff. So yes, I, I have to say, I still, I hate to say this, but I do <laughs> sleep with my cell phone near my bed because I don't know when they're coming in sometimes. And I might need to glance over to maybe one in the morning, you know? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that, 
I don't know if that ever goes away. I think it gets easier, but um, maybe when they're grown with their family, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps. Do you have them? I'm fine, my friends. Like I totally want to chip my whole family. <laughs> I actually don't because I think I would be neurotic. I would be, I have, I have a lot of moms, a lot of friends that do that, especially at this age. And I don't want to know, we're close to Manhattan. They're in, they're out there on a subway. I don't want to know that. So it's yeah. out of sight, out of mind a little bit. I okay. don't want to know. Yeah. Good, good, good tip. <laughs> All right. And then on the children, have your children shown any abilities or interest in spirit work? It's so interesting. They're both really psychic. They're both very intuitive in their own way. My son and I have this interesting, very interesting relationship. So him and I are telepathic uh, to each other. And we found this his first year in college he it was so interesting. He was away at college his first year. And so I had this really unusual, I was cooking dinner. I remember this so clearly. I was cooking dinner and I hadn't heard from him, but that was normal. They didn't call a lot. And I got this feeling like something's wrong or he has to connect with me, so forth. So I left the dinner cooking. I literally went upstairs, sat in my room, closed my eyes. And I kept saying, his name is Michael, Michael, call your mother. Michael, call me. And I said it over and over again. I just saw him in front of me and I saw him picking up the phone and I saw him calling me and I, I it felt that he was okay, but he needed to reach out to me. No joke. I go downstairs to the kitchen. I get a text message. Hi mom. It's Mike. I lost my phone last night. I'm texting you from my friend's phone. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay. I know you're worrying about me. Oh, that's so cool. Since then, there's been this whole thing. We talk, we joke about it. We're like, the thing, mom, we have the thing. Now, my daughter has dreamt prophetic dreams. And matter of fact, one of the boys that she was dating, um, she dreamt the whole dream. She could tell me the house. She could tell me the fence. She could tell me when they met. And literally two weeks to the day, it happened. And he asked her out and all of that. So they're, yeah, they're really open and they're really... They're both intuitive in their own way. Absolutely. Amazing. And what do they think about you doing the work that you do? They, they're really great. You know, they're just amazing. They're so supportive. They love to hear stories or as they say it, you know, tell me and I'll give them, you know, pieces of information like this came through and they don't know the people. So it's easy. Um, and they just, they just love it. And they, they are always saying, how do you do that? You know, they're kind of, confused. Like, how does that happen? But they love it and they support it. And they always say to me, I think I've had them both say in a different way. um, And this is a little bit of mediumship, but more of the entrepreneurial. I've had my son say to me, mom, you've always kept doing what you wanted to do. And I look at you and I know that there's so many things possible. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing coming from a 25 year old. Um, I've always I don't know if I'd be here if I didn't keep listening to that because it's, it could have taken a very different road and I didn't, it was very scary to kind of step out. That makes me really emotional actually, because, you know, I'm thinking about like leaving my corporate job to pursue this work full time. And I I felt that calling for a couple of years now, but fear usually keeps me playing it safe all the time. And one of my whys for it is I want to show my children that, you know, to follow your dreams, you will be taken care of and you will be okay. And so to hear that that's one of the things that kind of propels you forward um, is very beautiful for me, very synchronistic on this very day that, um, that you say that to me. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, So I kind of want to go back a little bit more. So you have the yoga experience and then you got into Reiki. And I know as mediums, we can easily 
kind of like look back at our lives and it makes sense. Like, yeah, I've had mediumship experiences my whole life, but we don't really know them until we're put in that position of service. I feel like there's a point in our path as mediums where spirit says, okay, you can't avoid this path anymore. This is it. And you have that experience. So what was your experience that you're like, okay, this is, this is part of my path. And then after that, like, what did you do to nurture that? Yeah. So the two big points that, or the two situations that really stand out is a psychic or intuitive moment and then a mediumship moment. So it was one of the first few times that I was doing Reiki with someone I didn't know. And as I placed my hands upon her, you know, for a Reiki session, I started to get images of abuse, um, physical abuse and the room and so forth. And it was like, so I couldn't, like, the pictures kept coming in my head, in my mind, and it they wouldn't go away. And so I kept, you know, of course my analyzer is saying, okay, you're making this up and so forth and so on. And when the session was over, of course I didn't say, is this happening? I just said, how are you doing? And whatever. She opened up that she was having an affair with a married man and he was very abusive. And so she stayed with me a little bit longer. We did some energy work. It wasn't until so a lot of the psychic hits and intuitive things were coming through and, and a little bit more and more mediumshiply in the Reiki. Then I started to uh, really tap into my psychic abilities. And so I did, I worked with Berkeley, Berkeley Psychic Institute. I did some online work there, which is very different than psychic work there. I did some angel work and, uh, you know, Doreen Virtue work. I did um, her son, uh, Tina Marie Bertoli, like a lot of angel kind of work. Got a little into tarot, but it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my jive. And then I met a friend. Uh, she's a Tina also, Tina Powers. She's a medium. And she did a reading with me and I was already doing intuitive readings. And she said, honey, you're a medium. Because I would tell her these, you know, different things that were coming up more and more. And so I'll never forget this one reading. And I know spirit was giving me this message. I had a reading. I was doing a reading day. So it was like 15, you know, a lot of people in a row. The last reading someone booked and a woman had lost her daughter, very young, seven years old. I was petrified, like responsibility beyond how am I going to bring her through? And so the reading began and her sister was with her because apparently, I mean, the mother was so upset. She didn't remember a lot. And spirit showed in, you know, I saw that she was in, a, in her communion dress mm-hmm. and it, it didn't, you know, I said, okay, this is what I got. And I just kind of said it. And the mother said, we buried her in her communion dress mm-hmm. and so forth. And so everything very valid, any, everything started to validate that moment. I knew spirit was saying, okay, okay, you have to claim this now, start to claim this. And Danielle, you know what? I didn't claim it yet because I still was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is another level of responsibility. But more and more, Spirit kept showing me with more readings that mediumship was, was coming in and that to serve Spirit in this way. And so then I found the group with Lindsay and found you and I feel so supportive. I did not feel supportive in this in a lot of ways, um, and so just more and more development. I've had many teachers along the way, but this is a very, you know, this is a big step in my development. Yeah. And I, uh, we're on video right now. The people won't see the video, but you just had a huge orb go like flow. Right. That. Did you see it? I'm going to, I'm going to post it on my Instagram later. Cause it was, beautiful. I didn't know what it was, but I saw something. I'm like, 
Is that this is your saying? Or? I knew I was supported. Like that, I'm like covered in chills right now. It's like it floated so slowly right behind you. Now, what I find fascinating about that story is we have the exact same origin story, which is hilarious. So when I, I'd been told my whole life I was a medium. Like I'd started seeing mediums um, when I was 17 years old. My parents had no idea. I would literally work and save up money to see mediums. Um, and every medium since I was 17 said, you know, you're a medium. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And then I met a medium when I was 31, just after I had my daughter who said, you know, you're a medium. I said, no, I'm definitely not. Like angels are not going to talk to me because I'd live a pretty badass life, right? So <laughs> it's like, there's no way spirit's going to talk to me. Um, and she invited me to her intuitive development class. And one day, just two of us showed up and she's like, okay, let's just try something. Cause I refused to sign up for her medium class. She's like, you need to sign up for my medium class. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not a medium. I'll just sign up for your intuitive development class. And this is how spirit works. Only two of us showed up this day. She's like, okay, I'm going to try this, sit down, and immediately I saw a boy, a young boy, and I said, can I say a name? And she's like, of course. Like, and I said, Dustin. And this woman like grabbed me. She was like, <gasps> and his name was Justin. And like, she was like clinging to me. And it was her son who had just passed away a few months before. And I, at that moment, much like you experienced that um, weight of responsibility. And that kind of scared me. I think I needed that experience. And I'm never really an ego-driven person, but it really made me say, okay, this is serious work. Like, I kind of need to know what I'm doing before I put myself out there. So I dedicated myself to a development path. And me being a scaredy cat by nature, I hung out on that path for like four years before I actually started offering readings. <laughs> Again, not quite claiming it. Um, but yeah, I, I really like hearing that, that somebody else felt that weight of that responsibility of mediumship right away. And it really sets you on um, a path of high integrity and high ethics um, when you do this, right? I agree. And I think it's... I think we're we're heart-centered people and I and I and I know you are. And when you're heart-centered and you're in service for for spirit world and you're you're in service for the sitter, there is a responsibility there. And so it was it's it was it's another level. So that's how at least how I felt it. There was another level from the psychic intuitive to the mediumship. Mm -hmm. And so but the more I pushed it away or the more I didn't claim it, the it just got stronger and stronger. And so it, you know, it was allowing myself to just, again, stay in some development, create some more, allow myself to learn more. I'm, I'm a constant, you know, I'm always learning. So I, I think that's just who I am. Also. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, it's a very vulnerable path. Like we're, I feel very vulnerable. I don't think I feel more vulnerable in any position in my life than when I sit down with somebody who gives me their heart in full and basically, you know, I feel this pressure for sure, um, but this vulnerability to bring through what will help them most. And so, you know, kudos to us. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I was saying this um, to Lindsay, actually, the other day. I said to her, does it ever go away, the responsibility, you know, and or the, I don't want to say it's nervousness, but it's not, it's, it's more just because I want, again, like you, them to receive a message and i know again it's for the highest good and what shall come through will but it's just you know it's kind of like let go and let god mm -hmm. kind of like you know let go and let god and once i sit and we start to flow but it's sometimes especially if someone calls and they're you know they're really hurting and they're in grief and it does feel responsible 
Yeah. So you, you've mentioned a few times. So do you do most of your mediumship readings by phone? I do most of them by, by video or by phone. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is a good thing that has never been talked about on spirit school. So this is a lot of things like as Squamish medium, like I typically serve the people in this community. Most of my mentorship students are around the world, but for mediumship readings, people really want to be there in person. So I haven't fully transitioned to mostly online yet. That is definitely where I'm going to be going because I know how that energy works. You know how it works, but I would love for you to explain to all the people how mediumship can happen through a phone or a video. So energy is energy. I mean, that's, you know, and that's, that's what it is for Reiki. That's what it, and that's what it is. So when I tune into the sitter and tune into my spirit guides, tune into departed loved ones, either through Zoom, which we're using today, a video, or on the phone, there's a vibration. And the vibration is always there. And so, matter of fact, sometimes, which is interesting, as I do do in person as well, I feel like the phone or the video, I can actually receive more messages because I need to kind of turn up my senses a little bit more. But it's, you know, and I get that a lot, Dan. I get that a lot, Danielle. I get a lot, oh, will it be better? And I'm like, it's not better or worse. It's just different. It is. And I find too, um, especially the phone, I've only actually had a couple phone experiences because everybody always just wants a video or in person. But me not seeing people's reactions helps me be more pure in my link because we are always humans. We will always be partly human in our readings as much as we want to like step aside and sometimes, you know, seeing people's reactions and maybe me personally, even when I have people in front of me, I look away. I don't look at their faces because I don't want to be swayed at all by their physical um, reaction to anything that I'm saying. So I have found in the past that actually phone readings for me as a reader have had so much more flow to them because I don't know if you're of childbearing years. I don't know anything about you. Um, and so I find that that's kind of like more of a pure connection in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to be an easy transition for you. I have no doubt. (laughs) Well, my friend, uh, Melissa, I mean, she almost does like full just phones now. I know people, um, like even medium floor down in California, it's like just phone. Like I don't even go on video. Like I'm here in my pajamas, like braless. Like I'm just (laughs) my, my good friend, Tina powers, it lives in Arizona. So she does readings by phone only. She doesn't even do video. I don't think by phone only. She's got a gazillion wait list. And then one month, I'm sorry, one week a month, she goes to Miraval Resort in Arizona and she stays for a week and she's the medium, you know, on board for that week. But other than that, it's all phone. And a good friend of mine booked a reading with her and it was, you know, way out and she's only phone reading. And I think you'll get the recording, but she's not even, I don't even think she's video. Yeah. And for me as a mom who does it out of my home, it's really hard to prepare the house for people to come with two young kids. And not only that, but this is how come one of the reasons I think some mediums have said, oh, you can do it when you're older is because my kids get sick a lot. Like they're three and six. And then I'm scrambling for a place. Like it's hard. It's, it's a hard balance. And I like how you said earlier too, how we're never fully balanced. Um, okay. And one thing I really want to ask you, I don't know why this is coming up for me, but um, do you have any hangups about things that you need to do to prepare to work for spirit? Like for me, I always, even if I don't see somebody, like I always do my makeup always. It's funny. 
Do you have any hangups like that? Well, I, def- I definitely do that. Yeah. No, for sure. I do that. Even if I'm, I need to be ready. You know, I, I need, I can't be just like rolling just out of bed. <laughs> the other, the other hangup that I have that I have, but I've kind of lost a little bit as I had to, I used to have, you know, and I think it's the things we learn. I had to meditate before each reading. I had to ground my energy. I need to do a grounding cord. And then at some point I said, no. No, if I have to do that between every reading or every, you know, it's a little too much. I will say that I, and I don't do this as often as I should, but by the end of the day, I do like some grounding or some clearing, but I was meditating and then I was sitting and then I was like, because, you know, there's so much out there. So you have to find what works for you. Yeah. And that's what I love about Lindsay's teaching. We're talking about Lindsay Marino. She's our mentor right now. Um, a wonderful mentor, one of the best I think I've ever had. And, um, you know, she really teaches us to just throw right into it. She's like, don't prepare, just like go into, it. I want you to see that you can do this without the hangups. And I look back, I was thinking about this yesterday when I first started doing readings, like I wouldn't drink alcohol for like a week before a reading a week, I would meditate every day and I would like beat myself up and even postpone readings if I couldn't get a few days of meditation in. And like, I would, you know, piss off my husband. Cause I'm like, you need to let me sleep. You need to let me sleep and you deal with the babies. Like it was crazy. And then you'll find like, you can just kind of rock in and it still works. Like energy is energy. It's there. It's crazy. I, like I agree. I had the same, I had the same hangups like that. I mean, I look at some mediums that, you know, are smoking cigarettes and ha- the night before had a glass of wine and they're who they are. They, we need to be who we are. And I think when we are who we are, then that's authentic. And being authentic is what spirit's going to recognize. And we're also heart-centered. So we're heart-centered and we're authentic. And so if I had a glass of wine last night or two nights ago, that's not going to, I know now that you know, I also think, Danielle, that the more we, the more we step in, the more we take a little risk and we level up, you know, it's like level up, level up, right? And the more we level up, we, we kind of know what's working, what's not, and how much is like, okay, we don't have to keep doing this, you know? Yeah. And then same, like we'll get into a flow where like, okay, this works. And then one day it doesn't work. It like, it works until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, there's that. <laughs> It's always shifting. Like this used to be my sign. And yeah, I don't think spirit lets us ever like go into cruise control ever. <laughs> never, never. They're, it's very interesting. I completely agree there. You could, and you can attest to this, you know, you can have some really flow in the flow of readings. And then all of a sudden there's someone sitting in front of you and you're like, uh, for me, it's, this is my sign. I don't know if you get this. So Every now and then I'll have someone sit in front of me or on the phone or a video and I get the heavy curtains of Radio City Music Hall drop <laughs> and I see nothing and I, it's, it's, I have to stop the reading because either they're not open, I don't know. So no judgment, but I, I, can't, I can't do it. I'm not getting anything. Yeah. So it hasn't happened that much, knock on wood, but when that happens, it's, it happens. So I'm not, you know, we're not going to make something up. I know we're not that kind of, you know, people. So for sure. All right. Sorry about that. You know, I, but the curtains dropped. So yeah, I feel like spirit kind of sweeps you the rug out from under you sometimes when you're getting too comfortable. So for me, I'm scared to death to do group stuff. Like I'm six years into my practice and like, I've never done a group reading. I've never done a demonstration. And so now I feel like honestly, spirits like really pushing me um, into discomfort with my one-on-ones. Cause they're like, you got to start doing group stuff. Like you got to start helping more people. And so like, even after our interview here, I'm doing my, my demonstration online with Lindsay 
which is really going to push me out of my comfort zone. And so like, I kind of feel that shift happening now, like, okay, like this is not feeling hundred percent in alignment the way I've been doing this practice for the past four years. <laughs> like I need to up level. And so I feel like sometimes that kind of happens too. Yeah. But you know what? I've seen you do group readings and you have, you you're wonderful at it and it's natural. I would never know that you never did it. So I, oh, you know, you. with our, you know, the ones that we've kind of done together. Thank you. Yeah. The practice setting ones. And, you know, I have, uh, I think for me, it's just like stories I tell myself. It, it is literally just breaking through stories. I tell myself that have zero foundation to them, but, um, I definitely, I don't know if this is a Virgo trait or what this is, but I like to play life a little bit safe. And I feel like at this point in time in my life, I'm being encouraged by the world of spirit to take some risks and take some leaps. Interesting. So I'm a Capricorn, so I'm very earthy, very grounded, but I kind of, I don't know how, I don't know how, I'm not so big on signs with like Capricorn and Virgos, but you know, Capricorn's very grounded, very organized, very like goal oriented. So um, yeah, it's interesting too. I, I get that a lot because I'm not airy fairy and I'm pretty down to earth, which has always been interesting because I've, you meet a lot of people that, you know, they can't show up for time. They, you know, they're all over the place too. So I think we have to bring our personality into the work we do as well. For sure. Cool. So I kind of want to transition now to like the things that you offer, because I was also, I joined right after we met, I joined your live at five and I thought it was so fun. Like you just have like a really beautiful way of being the same all the time. And I even see that in your live to five. I'm like, Oh, it's still Tina. It's just like, it's her all the time. And I think you're so authentic and I, I love these offerings. So I kind of want you to run through everything you do and everything you offer and how all the people can find you. Oh, thank you so much. So Live at Five was born out of, it's been a couple of years now. I want to say it's almost four years. It's changed a little bit, but it's always Live at Five, five o'clock Eastern time. And I post cards in the morning. This is in my private intuitive group, the Intuitive Women group. It's a free group. And I post cards in the morning and then everybody comments. It's like my favorite day. Everybody loves it. And then I show up live and I pull the three cards that were chosen. And then I, I allow messages uh, from spirit. Now I've kind of added, of, of course I've added more because I make it always harder for myself. I do it simultaneously. <laughs> See, this is like the Capricorn in me. Simultaneously, I'm on the Facebook group and Instagram story or Instagram life. So that's been interesting just technology wise. And so I do that every Friday and it's a lot of fun. And so I have that in the Facebook group. My Facebook group is 811, 811 people, mostly women. There were some men, but I looked today and I was like, wow, that's, that's, I, I don't know how that happened. So very grateful for my community, really loving on my community. Um, we, yesterday we were just having fun. It was hot, you know, Halloween. I said, what's your favorite Halloween candy? And I just like to make it fun. It doesn't have to be all serious because it can be, you know, sometimes really serious stuff. Yeah. I answered and, coffee crisp. <laughs> I, and I'm a Twix bar, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have that. And then I, in person, I do Reiki in person and also readings in person. I have half hour, an hour. And for me right now, the readings are, I, I don't have them change. So right now it's medium intuitive or intuitive medium. And I usually have a conversation with the client and say, if they book the half hour or they book the hour, then I'll say to them, once they book, what are you really looking for? I don't, I, it's for me, it's difficult at this time to just make it all this or all that. It's like, it's going to be what it is, but let me know what your preference is. And, um, 
Oh my goodness. I do Reiki uh, training. So I do Reiki one, two, three at master level. And I do that online. So I have mentorship programs. So you can mentor with me. It's a 90 day program, depending on where you are, Reiki one, two, Reiki, you know, three. Um, and then I am the director of energy and healing for the center, the local center here. So I do That is like of... the coolest title I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's a pretty cool title. I know. Director of energy and healing. I feel like Hogwarts. You know? Seriously, like mechanical. I'm, I'm like mechanical. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you just call me mechanical if you like. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, I run a lot of the energy programs and speak to our community. We are connected to a very large health system. So I'll speak about Reiki and aromatherapy. Oh, I'm aromatherapy. I'm aromatherapist too. I, I have. A, I wear a lot of hats, but. Uh, yes, I do all things woo and spiritual and in person and, uh, you know, trainings as well. I'm doing more, actually, one of the things I love that I've been doing is a one-on-one intuitive coaching. So it's a four-week coaching. It's online. Uh, I've had, matter of fact, I have people from all over the country and, um, that I really love and that I'm going to be going deeper with. So I have some exciting things for 2020. So I'll be going deeper with the intuitive work. Uh, it's so interesting. Coaching. I just added intuitive coaching to my website this week because I have a lot of clients who love to come back and back and back. And I have a personal ethic around, you can't come for a mediumship more than twice a year, right? Like, I don't want you relying on me to connect to your loved ones because you don't need me. You can connect with your loved ones. Um, and then they come back for the soul reading, but then they just kind of like want to talk. It's almost like this like counseling session. So I just added intuitive coaching this week for 2020 myself. And I love that you're doing Reiki online because I have wanted to dip my hand into Reiki, uh, no pun intended. Um, but I also haven't found the right teacher and I'm like, Ooh, you do it online. Like I do, I do. And it's, it's great. So I'll do, I do Reiki distance sessions online. And then I also do the Reiki training, like the mentorship. And so I love it in the 90 day format because we take, I take you through whatever level you're at. Like I usually do one and two together for the 90 days and I'll take you through, you get the manual, I'll send you the certificate, but we have we have PDFs, we have worksheets, we have, you know, all that fun stuff. So I love it. Cool. And another thing I've seen you do, you do keynote speaking. I've seen you speak at events for women. I've seen you do um, in-house events for group readings and cooking lessons. Like <laughs> I do. So I, as a, as a podcaster, I got more and more, my medium is my voice. And so as I step more into that and speak and you know, I claim I was a podcaster too. The claim, everything's claiming. Um, it opened up, and I I do speak more on different stages, different topics. Um, I just had the liberty of speaking um, at Athleta, the you know store in Manhattan, and it was a, a panel of women for conversation because my whole thing really is about women and stepping into their intuitive abilities, step for the reason of their to live their best life right? Yeah. So whatever that is, that empowerment and stoppable, you know, all those things. And not from a, not from a me too kind of standpoint, not that I'm putting that down, but from a moment of how do we want to show up and how do we want to serve? Yeah, that is beautiful. There's so many orbs flying around you this whole time. I'm just like fascinated. <laughs> I need to watch back this video. That is awesome. And I love um, that you're a podcaster. I saw that you went to the She Podcast, um, which I totally want to go to next year. So hopefully we can meet and you have to come and we will go together because I too love podcasting. And I really found my voice through this platform. Um, it's one of the most courageous things I feel like I've done is like kind of start this podcast. So cool. So we'll end it with maybe a favorite quote, an intuitive tip, 
And then if you could drop your Instagram, your Facebook and your website so people can find you. Sure. My favorite quote is, my favorite quote is probably, it's a long one, but basically it's the Marion Williamson. And um, that, um, you know, who are you not to be? You are a child of God, right? So it's all about stepping up in possibilities and mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And I, it's kind of coming out of my head, but yeah, that's beautiful. Um, an intuitive, um, did you say a, a tip? A tip. So one intuitive tip that I love is to just, everything that you do throughout your day, just sort of like a mindfulness practice, don't change anything. But as you interact with people, as you go to places, as you do things throughout your day, Look at the situations and ask yourself four questions. What do I see? What do I hear? What do I know? And what do I feel? And so, it, and then walk around with a little journal or a little notebook um, and just say, oh, what do I see in this situation? What do I hear? What do I know? What do I feel? And so as you're kind of doing that, you're developing that muscle. You're developing that, that intuitive muscle. And you don't have to change anything. You don't have to add anything extra. This isn't an extra thing to do. You're already doing it. Just approach it with those, with those questions. Mm, Definitely. I love that. All right. And your Instagram is? Yes. My Instagram is the intuitive woman podcast is the intuitive woman podcast. Um, My website is my name, easy tinaconroy.com and Facebook is the intuitive woman Facebook page and the group, Uh, the group. There's a couple questions just to kind of keep it nice and easy and know who's coming in and just have some friendly atmosphere. So I think two questions for the Facebook group, but it's free. So that's the intuitive woman Facebook group. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on to Spirit School today. I think people are really going to enjoy this conversation. Oh my goodness. This was so much fun. Thank you so much, so much for having me. You're very welcome.